Hi, and welcome to Fashion Talks, the podcast about observing the world through the lens of fashion. I'm your host, Donna Bishop, and I'm thrilled to be here with Michelle LePage. Did I pronounce that right? That's fine. Le Page, probably, Le right? Le Page in French. In French. Ah, but it's fine. Zut alors. <laughs> <laughs> I always see French coming back to me. Um, Michelle is a marketing and retail expert with over 20 years' experience, having worked with some world-class brands such as Holt Renfrew, Hudson Bay Company, Brown Shoes, um, many, many more. And right now, among your various hats that you're wearing is co Chief Creative Officer of Canuck Outerwear, which I'm so excited to talk to you about because Canuck, I know in Montreal, has a long history, but in English Canada and in the rest of the world, um, we're only just having the pleasure of of getting to know you. So welcome, Michelle. Thank, Thank you, you so much Thank for being you very here much today. For me. Um, can you give us a you know before we dive deep into Canuck and the really interesting work that you've been doing there? Can you give us just a bit of a brief history about the brand in general? So when we start getting into the specifics, people have a, a bit of an understanding as to where you were immersed in it from the from the get go. Yes, of course. The the story is quite interesting because the brand is 50 years old this year, actually, and it has been found in Montreal by um, by a man who was actually it was quite simple because he was looking for warm coats for our weather for the for the Canadian weather, and he realized at that moment that at that point every high quality outerwear was coming from Europe basically. And in Europe, you're, you're, you're experimenting cold weather in the mountain, which is very high and very dry. Um, compared to us, where, where our climate is very humid. So he felt that there was a window or an opportunity to create like very appropriate warm coat for um, humidity climate. Very cold humidity climate. That's so it such a like good that. point. Not all cold is the same. No. No, actually, and um, there is, it's make a big difference in the, the choice that you made in terms of fabric, insulation, and stuff like that. So it starts from there with one coat sewing in, in his house. And basically, it's, it's, kind of, um, it's kind of a great story because this guy uh, came from, like, his family came to Canada, like, 300 years ago, and they were the official... Um, official uh, family to sew the um, woman's corset. Uh -huh. Yeah. And his family is still in business in, those, in, in this industry. But he said, at one point, he said, my family is working on underwear and I'm working on outerwear. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So when you are tasked with the so so just to, to take a step back a minute you haven't been with the brand for since its beginning you you came in about five years ago yes yes actually as a montrealer as a as a Quebecer, i know the brand since almost since i'm born but i came on board officially with them when the brand has been uh, purchased by an investment group and when they they, they decide to give wings to that brand. So basically, I, I, I get on board at that point with them. And you're coming from a, a deep experience in terms of fashion, retail, marketing, communications. You've just been handed this very cool opportunity to, to take something that you know well, but it needs wings, as you say, to go into to new markets. 
what do you need to consider when you are tasked with that? Like, what are the, you know, what do you need to think about when you're taking something that is a heritage brand in one market and you're wanting to blow it up in other places? How do you even start to, to dig into that? Actually, there is many, many, many points that you need to consider. First of all, um, you, need to, you need to understand what, I mean, what the client wants to do with the brand, basically, because you need to answer something. So basically, you need to very well understand where they want to go, as far they want to go. And then you need to really look very close of um, what's the real important thing in the DNA brand because of course you'll have to you'll have to choose your battle because there is many many things in a brand and you'll have to pick what is the very uh, distinctive thing about the brand what is the most important thing and what you will build the growing of the business and this is one thing and the other thing is also you need to very be careful and understand um, where the brand is right now. So basically, it's all about where we are right now, where we want to go, and one thing very important, how, how fast we want to go there. Because, of course, when you're moving with a brand, there is impact. Sometimes it can hurt at one point on, in an existing market, I would say, but it's all about the question of how fast you want to go, where you have to go. And your partner in crime as your co-chief creative officer is Annie Horth. Yes. How did you guys start to evaluate this? Like when you look at Canuck, where they where they were is this very well known brand in Quebec, and I'm assuming that where they wanted to go is you know world world yes. domination. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, were you looking at you know campaigns, styles? Were you you know the marketing, which I want to talk about, is obviously a big part of it because the the campaigns that you've worked on, the Monument one, which is so beautiful and and has such storytelling around things that are iconically Quebecois. Um, where did you start to look at the DNA of the brand, and were you looking at storytelling of the brand as well when you were digging into that? Yeah, actually, in this specific case. Um, we need to sit on something like we need data before starting. So we start with survey in the existing market to to, re to really understand what people, uh, why people love the brand, what they love about the brand, and what starts to what needs what needs love about the brand, what needs to be refreshed, re revamped, and stuff like that. So we're usually starting by that and we realize very very quickly that there is it's 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 hard for your market to understand but there is such a love affair with the brand in our in in our in Quebec provinces but at the same time everybody was really really clear that the brand needs to move needs to be needs to look at the product needs a, a a younger image of more a fashion statement image and stuff like that. So we felt that it was, the quality was there, um, the warm aspect of the product was there, but at the same time, the current and the um, state, fashion statement of the product was not there. And of course, the 
images was not there. So basically, the way that we decided to work with that brand, we, we knew where we, we were starting from. We knew how fast they want us to move with the brand, and you know, we know where we want to go. So we choose, we choose the battle of um, product, of course. So Annie, she's working really, really hard on the design of the product. And the, um, the thing that we have to do, it's, for, we still, it's still a brand doing warm code. So there is no question of compromising on the warm performance of the code, but at the same time, it needs to be fashion. So it's, 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 it's kind of a tricky things to do, but she's working really hard on that. And the second thing that we decide to do is to move and to be very, very strong with the image of the brand. And that's the reason why we're putting so much energy in, in those campaigns and everything, because in new market, on worldwide, everybody's are doing things like crazy. So we saw thousands of images every day. So if you, if you want to, to stay in the memory of people, you need to have very, very, very strong image. Let's talk a little bit about the image that, uh, and if people are listening, you can, we'll see this on fashiontalks.ca. Uh, the, the images of the models in white on top of the Montreal Stadium. Oh, yeah. Why did you choose, for people who've never been to Montreal, what is the significance of that piece of architecture in Montreal? There is many, many signification around it. First of all, Canuck and the Olympic Stadium are two like two brands because the Olympic Street Stadium is a brand in Montreal. So basically, they are two very strong brands, two real Montreal brands, and they're almost 50 years old, both of them. So there was a link there. The other thing was that we 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 um, we, we want something spectacular for this campaign, and we want to express the 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 raising of the brand and everything. So be eye on the sky, be in something like that was quite something interesting. And at one point, I, I can't remember how it truly came to us, the idea of the, the Olympic Stadium, but it was like something crazy. We all say it, it would be amazing, but it will never happen because it's like security-wise and everything, it's something And is really, it on the roof? It's on the roof, like. Yeah. So can you paint a picture of what that photo shoot looked like? Like, are you act that's not photoshopped, like they're on the roof of the yeah. stadium. We were all on the roof of the Olympic Stadium, and it's the, Olymp the Montreal Olympic Stadium have, um, have um, the roof is like um, uh, fabric, like a... Is it slippery? Like, is it like a, it's, like it's, a blimp kind of? Like it's kind of slippery, so it's really like climbing on a mountain. Everybody needs to wear, like cabling and stuff like that and security and everything so it's it's quite a uh, it's quite a a crazy day but very very exciting to do yeah and when you're on the top of the, the olympic stadium of course at the same time everything is white we feel like we we would be in the antarctica of the future or something like that so it's 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 really a, an an unbelievable location in montreal well, and what I think is so interesting is that if you don't know it's the stadium, it, it has like a real abstract quality to it. Like it, you know, it, it, it's almost astronaut-like. Exactly. Um, so 
there's such an abstractness to it as well that I, I can only imagine is part is playing on that like youthful wing that you were hoping to to yeah. kind of foster. Yeah, actually, that's one of the reasons we picked it because it's a very very um, strong association for our existing market in Montreal, and for the rest of the world, it's like an we don't know where we are, but it's an amazing location. Is it like a wink to the Montrealers a little bit? Like it's kind of a way to to tell your the people who know the brand really well, like we've got you. But it's but it, it, so it's almost like a an, it, not an it, not an ins, it's like a secret for Montrealers that they know where this location is. Where to the rest of the world, it's such a mystery. Yeah, but in Montreal. The, the, because actually there is there is the, the picture and there is also some video that we done and we start to release those videos so, and it's more in the video that you truly re realize where we are and actually some some people realize it from the beginning because it's it's quite a a big thing that we see almost every day but for some people it was a surprise and they're really really excited about it yeah how do you balance uh a campaign where, or, or the whole, you know, re-energizing, re because it's almost like having an established brand and a new brand at the same time. How do you balance those two things? <laughs> it, it's quite hard, basically, because we, we, the growing of the business is right now really depending on the actual market, which is Montreal and Quebec, and it's quite a small market. Um, in terms of volume to giving wings to a brand to, 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 to be seen around the world. So basically, we really need to keep this um, consumer with us. So we need to be careful somehow. Um, so it's the balance between not losing the customer that we have and really, really uh, seducting the other customer around the world. So it's Sometimes it's hard because actually, from our point of view, we want to go faster than we some at some point we are going right now, but we need to be careful in in terms of business and profitability and stuff like that. Yeah. When you reflect as an expert in the industry of, because Canuck is not the first brand to to undergo this kind of you know heritage reinvigoration, were there other are there other brands that you think oh like they did that really well, who went down a similar path? Actually, of of course, like it, there is many many, and, and it's very in the air right now to the revival of branding and everything and. We were we were um, very much inspired by Burberry at one point, which was like a very very classic, very related to one city, which was London, and all of a sudden been so trendy, so modern at one point, and they conquered the entire world. So that was brand actually that personally I was really inspired by. Yeah. Well, because they're so interesting because the Burberry Trench is such a, a, a like it's an iconic classic, yeah. as you say. Yeah. And, you know, it, they they clothed the British Army for so long, like the trench coat literally was in the trenches, mm -hmm. you know, hence the name. Um, and I think the parka is a similar iconic 
outfit for Canadians. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a classic, basically. What could be more classic than a trench coat? And honestly, they did something amazing in terms of images and everything. It's, they bring it to a, such a fashion item without changing it that much. It's still a, a trench and everything. So we felt that there was a, something related between those two brands, yeah. Well, and let's talk about the, de the design of, of the Canuck parkas a little bit because they, they're incredibly contemporary. Like it's like if a, a puffer, a puffer jacket and a parka, you know, had a baby and created this really unique silhouette and they feel so light. Was there a lot of design technology that you and Annie went through in terms of reinventing the, the actual coat or was a lot of that there already? Actually, there is a lot of new style and new technology and stuff like that. Actually, I would say that the main thing is the silhouette. So Annie reinvent almost every silhouette. In terms of technology, we also have to juggle with the fact that everything is produced here in Canada. And sometimes we would like to use other technology, but we really need to we really need to stay who we are and still get the product made here in Canada. So it's more about the silhouette. And in terms of product, the way that we are working right now, it's like for the last two or three years, I would say we are... Um, we, Annie's designing between eight or 12 new silhouettes per year that, we're, that we are um, presenting to our customer. Um, but they are very, very important in, in the image of the brand. So they are representing maybe 10% of the assortment, but we saw them like maybe almost exclusively those new style in the image of the brand, just to make sure that everybody's really uh, catch that we're moving and that we're going somewhere else, yeah. How important is the made in Canada element of the brand in terms of maintaining part of its heritage quality? I think it's, it's, it's depending on the product you're talking about because uh, we saw some example like, um, I, I can mention like American Apparel at one point, everything was made in California. And they were at the same, they, they had the same issue of should we still produce locally or should we go to Asia and stuff like that. So they, they, they decide to uh, present on their website exactly the same sweater made in uh, Heli and made in uh, China, actually, with different price, price, of course. And their customer chose the made in China. Actually, but we can understand it's really depending on of the product. And when we're talking about a winter a winter coat, it's it's somehow um, it, there is technology. It needs to be warm, and it's it's quite an investment for someone. So when we're going to those categories, I think that produce locally, um, guarantee the quality and everything is very important. So we. We, we decide to stick with that since it was so much in the DNA of the brand, even, either for our existing market and the market in development. There is many, many challenge in, uh, to, to achieve that and produce in, in our country because a um, long time ago, Montreal was very well developed with manufacturing and everything, and all this disappeared. Canuck was one of the last one who's still producing in, 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 in Canada, I would say. Um, but now we're getting many, many people from around the world 
coming to our country because we are a welcoming country. So they're, they're coming to our country and uh, they're working with us. So it's, it's kind of very interesting to see uh, that we claim uh, made in Canada, locally made, but the people who made them are coming from around the world, which is unbelievable. That's amazing. Yeah. Were there any other, like, I was thinking as you were talking about, you know, how you did the survey and you needed to learn, you know, what resonated with people about the brand, about Canuck. Was there anything that came out of that research that surprised you? I would say not that much. The only thing that really surprised us, it was the... Um, the um, um, how much they were uh, attached to the brand, how much they love that brand. It was, it's really like, there is really an emotional connection with them. And we knew that, but at that point, we were very surprised. They were like, don't touch our brand. So the, the magnitude of it was, oh, exceeded your yeah. expectations. And the made in Canada, made in lo locally made at, at, what, at that point was, so, so, so important for them. And still, actually, everywhere we go with the brand, every consumer said to us, never go um, produce anywhere else. That's why we're stay, we stick with you. And it's very, very important. That's like the, the, the fairy dust that so many brands dream of, to have that kind of emotional attachment yeah. with, with the people who love the brand. What's next for what's next for Canuck? You you're starting your you know expansion into the rest of Canada. Where are you expanding beyond that? Actually, I think that we we um, over the last five years we achieved many things. Like in terms of product, we feel that we're really where we want to go. In terms of brand positioning, um, images and, and stuff like that, we are we are exactly where we we're looking to be. Now it's about the expansion, worldwide expansion. And um, I would say that um, we, we, there is many, many things that we want to do, of course. It's, 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 it's getting faster in Europe right now for us. So we're, we're with Heralds in London. So we have many, many accounts in Europe. But surprisingly, we were not very well uh, represented here in Canada. So that's one of our main, main, main focus right now. And that's the reason why we're here in Toronto and we will have like, we will be, we will have a direct uh, contact with customer for the next month and stuff like that. So Canadian market is something very important right now. And then the American market. But we feel actually, since we, we are, we're starting to be very well recognized as a Canadian brand. We feel that we need a strong representation here in our market. And worldwide, um, winter coats, Canadian winter coats are very, very um, estimated around the world. And some are our competitor open some of those markets. But now I always say that it's, now, um, winter coat, Canadian winter coat is for us like chocolate for Switzerland or something like that. We're very well recognized for it. Yeah. There's a really cool campaign that Canuck does where it uses um, everyday people in, in the marketing. Can you talk a little bit about that campaign, please? Yes, actually, um, this campaign I've been 
bring to the table because Annie and I are working very close to them and physically work with them at the manufacturer. And at one point, remembering we were in the cafeteria where were people having lunch, and the bells ring, and all of those people came down. And we were like, we were sitting with people from around the world, eating different things, the smell and everything. And we felt that it, it, some, we felt that it was like something unbelievable. Can you always recognize people working for them? But with the positioning, with the fact that we, we claim a very local, um, made locally, and having this, uh, from the other side, having people from around the world, we feel, like, wow, this is something, this is a great image that we should show to, to the world, actually, yeah. And we, we, we work with the people, actually, there was, there was people from our country, there were people from everywhere around the world, and we just asked them to show exactly how they're dressed in their real life, and we just put the coat on them, so we we didn't style them or anything. So, and they were so 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 proud. It creates something inside the organization. It creates something unbelievable. Talk to me a little bit more about you know when you create that kind of feeling in the organization. What does it do for the brand? I think that it's um, it's. It's all about um, how much we believe all together, how much we believe in our target, or how much we believe of where we are going with a brand, and how much um, we feel that everyone is important. So that campaigns really brings, because they were, of course, the they see how much effort we put on, on the brand right now and on the images, and they really feel that felt that they were important to 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 saw the, the coast and everything but but also very important for the brand perception so they they, they became all of a sudden so proud of what were they, they were doing and so they were already very engaged but now it's it's more and more and they're they're asking for when, 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 when will be the next campaign? Can we be part of it and everything? So it's, I think it's, it's, it's great emotion. It's very, it, it, we were all crying when we showed the images to them. It was very, very emotional, yeah. For people who are perhaps at the helm of their own brand or, or working in the fashion industry, when you go back to the question of what's in your brand's DNA, what would you what would you task them with paying attention to in order to really figure that out? Because I think there's such a it, it's the core of everyone's of everyone's brand and everyone's business, but it can be really easy to get distracted and you know try and be something that you're not. Sometimes, how do you how do you really uh, synthesize and figure out exactly what that core is? Actually. Um that was quite clear in the brand, actually, that Canuck is doing warm coat. So that was kind of easy to all agree about it. Um, so that's the thing that we always have to have in mind. But it doesn't mean that there is different angle that we have to, to, to take care of. Because actually, just claiming that we're doing warm coat 
without showing excitement. In those days, it's hard. It, it, it may work like many, many years ago when the competition was almost nothing. Yeah. But now we always have to remember that there is a lot of product on the market and a lot of good product. Everybody are doing, everybody in fashion are working really, really hard and trying to do their best. So there is good things. So it's not about we're better than another one. It's just about exactly what we are, what we are doing the best, and just focus on that. Because when you try to be good at everything, you're not excellent in anything. So that's really what we think about. And Michelle, now that we've got everyone excited about Canuck uh, outerwear, where can people follow along on, on Instagram? Where can people find Canuck? Actually, we, of course, on Instagram, on Facebook, we also have a, a transactional website, of course, so you can, you, you can see the product every, uh, almost everywhere there. And we start to have good retailer in Canada. We're with Simons, so we're quite well represented with Simons, and we'll be here in Toronto for one month on Ossington Street, too. So. Amazing. Thank you so much thank for you. being here, Michelle. Thank you. you can follow along at fashiontalks.pod. A big thank you to the Toronto Eaton Centre and Cadillac Fairview for hosting us here today at the Streaming at CF Space. Thank you to CAFA, the Canadian Arts and Fashion Awards, for being our producing partner in, uh, in this podcast. Uh, I'm Donna Bishop, and until next time, this is Fashion Talks. <laughs>